This podcast is for voice teachers and coaches to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want? I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hello, lovely voice teacher. Welcome back. Welcome back. So excited that you're here. Ah, what a lovely day. It is a beautiful, beautiful season right now here in Colorado. It is the fall. I'm recording this in October. I love October and I love these fall vibes, but I got to admit, I am so not ready for winter. (laughs) This is like the hardest part about fall, like real fall. You know, I grew up in California, so there's not a real fall in California. We've got rain and we've got sunshine and that's about it. And everyone freaks out when it rains. And so (laughs) we like to pretend like it's fall with like our pumpkin spice lattes and our, our very thin sweaters that actually make no difference at all in terms of keeping you warm. And then I moved out to Colorado seven years ago and I was like, oh, this is a fall. I get it. The leaves are actually changing. The weather is actually getting really cold. And oh, I love it. But I also am like, oh, shit. <laughs> Winter is coming. Ah! Oh, I, I have like such a love-hate relationship with winter. I love Colorado winters. But I also, I hate Colorado winters. It's a funny thing. Very different every single year. <laughs> I guess that's how it is everywhere in the world. But you know, here we are. I am embracing this season. I hope that you are as well. I know it's also a time where we're all kind of getting back into our groove. And I love that. I love being in my routine. I love having like, you know, my Tuesday Pilates class and my Friday therapy and my, you know, all the different things that are just lining up beautifully and just this lovely routine. I love routine secretly. I really do. Anywho, I'm going on a little tangent here, but uh, we are actually talking about something that is so juicy and so relevant for all of us. All of us. Every single one of us who is running a business has probably felt nervous that their offer was not going to (laughs) sell. It is totally normal. And here's the thing. You know, there's like good nerves and then there's like kind of... I don't know. It's it, you know how fear it, it will be like a good and a bad thing. Like we're always like pushing against fear like ugh, fear. We got to like conquer our fears and be fearless and blah blah blah. But really ultimately fear is protecting us and there are actually some really important things that we need to be protected by, right? So fear does have a good thing and it does protect us in some ways and it can also be such a great trigger or a cue for us to understand what is really going on. So when it comes to business, fear and having anxiety about anything, selling, your offer not selling, like there's so many things to be anxious about in business. We can always look at that fear in one of two directions. We can always be like, yep, I see you fear. That's you again. You're normal. You are part of the ride here. You're just going to go sit in the back seat and that's fine. But we can also look at our fear and be like, hmm, maybe you're actually trying to signal something to me. And maybe there is a reason for this 
fear for this anxiety, right? And so when I'm doing this in my own life, in my own business, I'm constantly discerning these two things for myself. And let me tell you, it is a dance. So I totally understand if you are like, man, this is freaking hard to to distinguish whether or not I am my own problem or if there's actually something that I can do (laughs) that will make this a little bit easier in my life. So this episode is actually going to be more of the latter. This is going to be a little bit more on the strategic side and less on the mindset side. The mindset side would say, this is your fear. Let's kind of look at this narration. Let's rewrite it and let's find, you know, a better thought that's going to support you. But for this episode, I actually want to dig deep into the logistical reasons, like the actual reasons that you are nervous that your offer won't sell. Because here's the thing, my friend, I am telling you, as somebody who has made so many courses, I think I've made 13 programs at this point, and I have been teaching voice lessons and taking clients and doing group workshops and doing all of the things I am selling all the time. I can tell you that there is a difference between a fuck yeah, I am so excited about this offer and I'm not actually that nervous to put it out. And oh my God, I'm freaking out. I don't know if I could put this out there. I'm not sure if it's actually going to sell. Like there really is a big difference. I have felt both. <laughs> and there is actually a route where you can really feel super confident about your offer, right? Like you can put it out there and you can be like, I know that it may not sell right away, and that is okay. I am so obsessed with this offer. I know it's going to help people, and I am so committed to it that I don't freaking care. Like, that is possible, but it takes time to get there because confidence is something that is built with action. (laughs) It really is. It's kind of like one of those things that you start gaining as you start taking more and more action. So this is what I want to talk about today. What type of action to be taking to help you build more confidence in your offer so that you don't feel like you're going to have an anxiety attack every time you put something out there. So here's what we need to have. Here's what we need to have. We need to have confidence in two things. Your branding and your audience and your community. If you have not listened to episode 68, I just put it out not too long ago about the difference between your branding and your following. You got to go and listen to that because it is so freaking important to really feel good about your brand. So here's what I mean. Let me give you a real life example. So this was a voicepreneur who came with this particular situation. And I thought it was so perfect to talk about on the podcast because I think it's very relevant for a lot of us voice teachers. So this voice teacher created an audition PDF guidebook. So it's a guidebook that helps students with their auditions, right? And that's such a great resource. I love this resource and it looks so freaking beautiful. I've seen it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. But naturally, she had some fears around selling it. She was like, I'm making this thing and I'm putting all this work into it, but I don't know if it's actually going to sell. And, you know, I, I should I even do this? And all the natural fears that we have, right? So here's the thing. This is what we really kind of broke down together. Definitely make the product, right? Make the thing because now you have something to sell. And that is huge. Having something to sell is half the reason why we make the things that we sell, 
right? Don't forget that. It doesn't have to be that you need to, you know, have this like grand slam and sell all the things and make all the money. Like that's wonderful too. But ultimately it's just that you want to have something to sell in the first place, right? So that's number one is definitely make the thing. But we also have to recognize that this particular thing, an audition PDF guidebook is a tricky little thing because number one, auditioning is a very seasonal thing, (laughs) right? So if you are making this and you don't have a ton of current students who are auditioning for things, it's going to be harder to sell it. So that's fine. You just need to know that as part of your business plan, that this is a seasonal guidebook, that there are going to be ebbs and flows and that there are going to be times where it is going to be like gangbusters. And then there's going to be other times where it's not going to sell at all. And that's okay. And the other thing is that She, in particular, didn't actually have a lot of students that were auditioning for things at the time. So that's wonderful, too. Again, no shame. Just kind of recognizing that, well, I'm making this thing and I don't actually have a lot of people in my world that can beta test this thing or can try it out or can give me a testimonial. Right. So just know that (laughs) it's something to be aware of. The other thing that's very important, and this is something I really want to focus on in this episode is that she had not quite set herself up as an audition expert, so to speak, based off of her branding on social media and her website and her online presence in general. You got to be sure that your content aligns with your offer. And this is so relieving, I feel, because once you know this, you're like, oh, I'm just going to post about this more. Okay, got it. (laughs) I understand. It's a long game. It accumulates over time. The value accumulates over time. But if you are putting all of your effort into making this offer that you're not actually spending any time posting about the offer or positioning yourself as somebody to go to when it comes to the results of your offer, then yeah, you're probably not going to have a great time selling it because your audience is going to be very surprised, right? And then that's the other thing is that you want to know the pulse of your audience. Now, you don't have to have a big audience. We've talked about this. The number of your following does not matter. It is all about conversion rates. It's all about the engagement. It's all about the general energy that you are feeling from your community. And this can be an email. This can be on Instagram. This can be in person, right? Everyone's community is a little bit different, but you got to know your community. And more importantly, you got to spend time building a community, This is the dance, my friend. It is the hardest part. I totally understand. I am doing it with you. I get it. It is so hard to be posting on social media, to be positioning yourself as an expert, to be building a community at the same time. Oh, and then behind the scenes, you're voice teaching and you're trying to build a program or a course or a warm-up track series like, OMG, it's a lot. It is a lot. And that's why it's so important to stay organized and to manage our time. So I am not saying any of these things to freak you out. These are all amazing focus points for us to know when it comes to creating offers. Asking ourselves, how much have I positioned myself as a quote unquote expert? And I just say that very lightly, but as somebody as the go-to person for that particular topic, how much have I put emphasis on this in my branding, in my social media, in my website? How much am I putting and dedicating time into building a community or just engaging with my community? Like you don't have to build a community, but essentially just engaging with them and chatting with them and creating a space with them, right? 
And then, of course, looking at the actual offer itself. Is there a limited time frame like that audition guidebook? And then what about your actual students? Are there people that you can actually give this offer to right now who can test it out for you, who can give you testimonials, who can give you feedback? So these are really important points to be thinking about every time you make an offer to sell. It is so great that you have an offer to sell. Like, this is awesome because now you can focus all of your branding on that. And now you can focus on building your audience around that. So this is not a shameful thing. This is an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. So let me leave you with some very specific action steps that you can take if you are working on your offer behind the scenes and you know you want to sell in the future, but you're kind of freaked out by the whole idea, (laughs) or you actually have an offer to sell and you need to figure out how to sell it without completely freaking yourself out. So here are things that you can do. Number one, start teasing and talking about it right now. Seriously, don't wait. Don't wait for it to be perfect or finished. Post things like behind the scenes of you working on it or sneak peeks of what's inside or some further articulation of what they're going to experience from the offer. So, for example, I've been doing this on the Voicepreneur's Instagram, my Instagram on the Voicepreneur, inside of stories. So if you've been following my stories and you've been seeing over the last couple of months that we have been working really hard on remodeling the Voicepreneur program. Oh my God, it looks so freaking good. It looks so good. So all month long, I have been sharing about this very publicly and saying things like, you're going to learn how to blank. And oh my God, holy guacamole, this is going to change your life. And here's a sneak peek at what's inside this training. And you're going to walk away knowing how to do X, Y, and Z in this training. And just showing them a little behind the scenes look at what it is that I'm working on, right? Huge, huge, and so easy to do. Like seriously, it is so easy to do. Don't overthink it. Start teasing and talking about it now. Okay, here's the second thing to do. Match your teasing and your overall energy with the actual type of offer that you are selling. So for example, if you are selling a low ticket offer, like an audition guidebook PDF, right? Something that's probably not gonna be super expensive, that's maybe easy to make, maybe easy to download and get. You don't have to tease this as much as if you were selling a six-month group coaching program, right? Or even one-on-one lessons if you have some crazy big, like kind of higher commitment or higher ticket offer right there. So essentially, the higher ticket, the bigger value, the bigger offer, the more you are gonna be teasing it. And that makes sense, right? But just something to be aware of when you are thinking about this. Here is the third thing. Be aware of the timing of your offer. If it's a timely thing, like this audition guidebook, don't put all of your eggs in one basket and expect that this thing is going to be flying off the shelves every single month. (laughs) Right? You got to plan accordingly and know that this is seasonal, that some things are seasonal and that some things are going to sell better some months and not so great the other month. And that is okay. Just plan accordingly. Number four, ooh, this one's a really fun one and so easy to do. Pick topics and categories that relate to your offer and post free content consistently around these topics. That's it. (laughs) So if my offer, for example, is about how to discover and love your own voice, which it is, I have a course all about that, then if I'm really trying to sell this thing, I would be posting free content 
all the time around how and why singing is a self-care practice and how to start integrating singing into your everyday life and where to practice and what to sing along with and how to start familiarizing yourself with your own voice and how to stop judging your own voice and ways to enter a flow state when you're singing, right? Like these are all things that relate to my offer, which is how to discover and love your own voice. But it's the, it's kind of like prerequisite work is kind of how I think about it. Like, what are the things that my audience needs to know and be aware of right now in order for them to want to buy my offer? Well, I'm going to look at the topics that I teach about inside of my offer and I'm going to break those down and I'm going to put it inside my free content. So use that as an example for your own voice teaching business. Look at how you can do that with your content. And the last thing, the most important thing, really just to know it's not actually a strategy, but (laughs) I just want you to know this, is that if your offer doesn't sell right away, that is perfectly normal. You are normal. It doesn't mean anything. And I think a lot of us like to create problems where there are not problems in our business. So just go into this knowing that first and foremost, if this is your first time making any type of offer, especially a course or something that is other than voice lessons, that's kind of like a little bit of a stretch goal, it's going to be your worst offer. Your first course is your worst course. And that's perfectly normal and okay. Oh my God, I've talked about it a million times, but when I look at my old courses and my old videos, I am like, wow. really glad I did that. (laughs) But like, I really am. I'm really glad I did that because I had to do it in order to learn in order to be right here. So don't put so much expectation on it. Don't go into this making money, right? Like that's the beautiful side effect of you being in your flow and loving the offer and really selling from a place of genuinely wanting to help people. If you are feeling that anxious feeling of, well, I just I don't think I can put all this effort into it and not sell it, then I encourage you to rethink your offer because that's not long game thinking, right? You want to pick an offer that you can sell all the time through the months that are the dark months that people do not join and it is okay because you freaking love the offer and you love what it does for people. If you keep hanging on to that vision, I promise you it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to sell it. You really will. I know you will. Stay committed to the vision and be very practical. Be very practical about this process. Don't let fear come knocking in and being like, oh, you suck at this. You're not a good enough teacher. You don't know what you're doing. Like that's all negative narrator bullshit. That is not real. (laughs) But allow yourself the space to actually be savvy about your business, to really think about, okay, Am I building a brand around this? Am I engaging with my community? Do they actually know what it is that I teach? Like if I looked at my Instagram profile for the very first time and I did not know who I was, would I be able to see very clearly that, oh, this is absolutely a teacher who would sell an audition guidebook, right? These are great questions to ask yourself. So I hope that you will. (laughs) And I hope that you will continue to stay curious, to continue loving yourself and be brave. Be brave. Put the offer out there and know, just know, it's okay if it doesn't sell. If it's your first one, it's your worst one. That's perfect. Take action. Take action. Do it anyway. You're only going to get better. You're only going to learn so much more. Ah, 
so fun. <laughs> I love you so much. And I hope that this was helpful. And I cannot wait to hear what lands for you. Let me know on Instagram. And I will catch you in the next episode. Oh my goodness, that was so juicy. And I'm so glad you're still here listening. You are amazing. And I can't wait to see what you take away from this episode and what you bring into your teaching business. Oof, it is going to be so good. If you want to come and see for yourself what it means to grow and scale your teaching business, come and check out the resources inside of the show notes or visit us over at thevoicepreneur.com. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at The Voicepreneur. Or if that's not your vibe, that's totally fine. Share it with your two best voice teacher friends so that we can continue spreading the good word that you can create a sustainable, spacious, and fun as fudge cake teaching business that makes an enormous impact on your students' lives and your life and your bank account. It's awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. And I can't wait to see how your business changes your life. I'll catch you in the next episode.